The Hound of the Baskervilles by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. This is Sir Henry Baskerville. Why, yes. And the strange thing is, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, that if my friend here had not proposed coming round to you this morning, I should have come on my own account. It was this letter, if you can call it a letter, which reached me this morning. Hmm. The address, Sir Henry Baskerville, Northumberland Hotel. The postmark, Charing Cross, and the date of posting last evening. Who knew that you were going to the Northumberland Hotel? No one could have known. We only decided after I met Dr. Mortimer. But Dr. Mortimer was no doubt already stopping there. No, no, no. I'd been staying with a friend. There was no possible indication that we intended to go to this hotel. What do you make of it, Watson? Well, all the words have been cut out and pasted onto a sheet of fool's cap. But for the word more... Read it. As you value your life or your reason... Keep away from the moor. Now, perhaps you will tell me, Mr. Holmes, what in thunder is the meaning of that? And who is it that takes so much interest in my affairs? By all means, Sir Henry. Might I trouble you for yesterday's times, Watson? The inside page, please, with the leading articles. As you wish, Holmes. Capital article, this on free trade. Permit me to give you an extract from it. You may be cajoled into imagining that your own special trade or your own industry will be encouraged by a protective tariff, but it stands to reason that such legislation must in the long run keep away wealth from the country, diminish the value of our imports, and lower the general conditions of life in this island. What do you think of that, Watson? Don't you think that is an admirable sentiment? No, I confess that I see no connection. And yet, my dear Watson, there is so very close a connection that the one is extracted out of the other. You, your, your, life, reason, value, keep away from the... Don't you see now whence these words have been taken? By thunder, you're right. Well, if that isn't smart... If any possible doubt remained, it is settled by the fact that keep away and from the are cut out in one piece. Really, Mr. Holmes, this exceeds anything which I could have imagined. I could understand anyone saying that the words were from a newspaper, but that you should name which, and add that it came from the leading article, is really one of the most remarkable things which I've ever known. How did you do it? The detection of types is one of the most elementary branches of knowledge to the special expert in crime. Though I confess that once, when I was very young, I confused the Leeds Mercury with the Western Morning News. But a Times leader is entirely distinctive. But I want to know why the word more should have been written. Because he could not find it in print. The other words might be found in any issue, but more would be less common. Have you read anything else in this message, Mr. Holmes? The address, you observe, is printed in rough characters, but the Times is a paper which is seldom found in any hands but those of the highly educated. We may take it, therefore, that the letter was composed by an educated man who wished to pose as an uneducated one, and that his effort to conceal his own writing suggests that that writing might be known or come to be known by you. How in the world can you say that? The pen has spluttered twice in a single word and has run dry three times in a short address, showing that there was very little ink in the bottle. Now, a private pen or ink bottle is seldom allowed to be in such a state, but you know the hotel ink and the hotel pen where it is rare to get anything else? 
Yes, I have very little hesitation in saying that could we examine the waste paper baskets of the hotels around Charing Cross until we found the remains of the mutilated Times leader, we could lay our hands straight upon the person who sent this singular message. And now, Sir Henry, has anything else of interest happened to you since you have been in London? You have not observed anyone follow or watch you? I seem to have walked right into the thick of a dime novel. Why in thunder should anyone follow or watch me? Anything out of the ordinary occur? I don't know much of British life yet, for I've spent nearly all of my time in the States and in Canada. But I hope that to lose one of your boots is not part of the ordinary routine of life over here. Oh, my dear sir, what is the use of troubling Mr. Holmes with trifles of this kind? Do you suppose that will become one of his most illustrious adventures, the case of the missing boot? Nevertheless, new boots were they? I did a great deal of shopping yesterday. If I am to be squire down at Baskerville Hall, I must look the part. They cost me six dollars, those brown boots. And one was stolen before I had them on my feet. Well, well, it may be nothing. The case of the missing boot, indeed. Ah, most amusing. What must be decided now, once you have heard the account of the recent extraordinary events in Devonshire, is whether it is advisable for you to go to Baskerville Hall. There is no devil in hell, Mr. Holmes, and there is no man upon earth who can prevent me from going to the home of my own people, and you may take that to be my final answer. Now, I intend to walk back right away to my hotel. Au revoir, and good morning. Your hat and boots, Watson. Quick, not a moment to lose. Not so fast, Watson. Oh, shall I not run on and stop them, Holmes? Not for all the world, my dear Watson. If we just follow on and bide our time, there's our man. That cab, there. Come along. I can see him, Holmes. There now. And no other cab in sight. Watson, Watson, if you are an honest man, you will record this also and set it against my successes. Who was the man, Holmes? I made out only his black beard. I also, which makes me suspect it was false. But whoever it be, he is clever, Watson. Clearly, this is the man who has been shadowing Baskerville from his first day in town. How else could it have been known so quickly that he was staying at the Northumberland? When our friends left, I felt sure they would be tailed. But so wily was their shadow, he had availed himself of a cab with the attendant advantages of speed and distance and one signal disadvantage. It puts him in the power of the cabman. What a pity we did not get the number. My dear Watson, clumsy as I have been, you surely do not imagine that I neglected to get the number. Number 2704 is our man. Very well. We must act, Watson. We must act. And so we did. First at the nearest district messenger office. Now, Cartwright. There are the names of 23 hotels here, all in the immediate neighbourhood of Charing Cross. Do you see? Yes, sir. You will begin in each case by giving the outside porter one shilling. Here are 23 shillings. You will tell him that you want to see the waste paper of yesterday. An important telegram has miscarried and you are looking for it. You understand? Yes, sir. But what you are really looking for is the centre page of the Times with some holes cut in it with scissors. Here is a copy of the Times. It is this page. You could easily recognise it, could you not? Mm. The odds are enormously against your finding it. 
There are ten shillings over in case of emergencies. Let me have a report by wire at Baker Street before evening. Then at the Northumberland Hotel. Hello, my dear fellow. What on earth is the matter? By thunder. If that chap can't find my other missing boot, there will be trouble. I only had three pairs in the world. The new brown, the old black, and the patent leathers which I am wearing. Last night they took one of my brown ones. And today they have sneaked one of the black. And then at the luncheon table. This case of yours is very complex, Sir Henry. Mortimer, have you among your neighbours or acquaintances on Dartmoor any man with a black full beard? Barrymore, Sir Charles Butler is a man with a full black beard. Where is Barrymore? He is in charge of the hall. We had best ascertain if he is really there or if by any possibility he might be in London. Give me a telegraph form. Is all ready for Sir Henry? That will do. Address to Mr. Barrymore, Baskerville Hall. What is the nearest telegraph office? Oh, Grimpen. If absent, please return wire to Sir Henry Baskerville, Northumberland Hotel. That should let us know before evening whether Barrymore is at his post in Devonshire or not. Now, did Barrymore profit at all by Sir Charles Will? He and his wife had £500 each. Well, there were some insignificant sums to the other individuals, and well, then the residue all went to Sir Henry. Seven hundred and forty thousand pounds. Seven hundred and forty. I had no idea so gigantic a sum was involved. It is a stake for which a man might well play a desperate game. Well, well. Sir Henry, I am of one mind with you as to the advisability of your going down to Devonshire without delay. There is only one provision which I must make. You certainly must not go alone. For my part, it is impossible for me to be absent from London for an indefinite time. Whom would you recommend, then? If my friend would undertake it, there is no man who is better worth having at your side when you're in a tight place, and no one can say so more confidently than I. Well, now, that is real kind of you, Dr. Watson. You know just as much about the matter as I do. If you will come down to Baskerville Hall and see me through... I'll never forget it. I will come with pleasure. I do not know how I could employ my time better. And when a crisis comes, as it will do, I will direct how you shall act. Yahoo! My missing boot! May all our difficulties vanish as easily. The Hound of the Baskervilles by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle